0: Assalamu alaykum rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. In this part of the world, we have seasons. We have uh, summer, fall, winter, and spring. We're about to enter spring, the rejuvenation of things, when things come back to life. Dormancy ends and uh, life springs forth from the soil. Man also has seasons. He has his youth, uh, he has his middle age, and then he has his receding years. And In all of these, man believes that he is somehow different than he was in the previous one, the previous age. The truth is, we're always the same. The question is, how cognizant are we of who we are? Some people can be cognizant of who they are when they're young. For some people, it's impossible to be cognizant of who they are when they're young because they're too wrapped up in their interaction and awareness of the world. The world is all so new when you're young, and you're constantly involved in new things and new ventures, and they can be overwhelming and They can be difficult. And all these new responsibilities put things into a way that because of them, you lose track of yourself and you get involved in your responsibilities. You get involved in that which you have to do. You get involved with what goes on in the world. As time Goes by, you become acclimated to your responsibilities. They're no longer as overwhelming for you and you're able to do them easier or else you become <coughs> settled in the frustration <laughs> that the world provides. But somewhere along the line, Um, you begin to realize that there's more to this existence than what goes on outside of us and our relationship with what goes on outside of us. Our relationship with the world. And our relationship with the world begins to become less and less important. For many people, a large part of their life is trying to stand out, trying to be somehow conspicuous, trying to somehow make a place for themselves and have that place acknowledged by others life is spent chasing titles chasing prestige chasing power and then acknowledging that prestige and that power sort of dwelling in it as if these accomplishments were the purpose of existence Inside of our minds, there is a being. This being is ourselves. And we are constantly imagining this being in different ways and through different scenarios. And we are dressing him and we are praising him. And we are putting him in various places. Sort of the same thing that we do to ourselves in the world. Yet, on the Sufi path, we're told that the objective is to die. Wow. The objective is to die. And yet... We're so busy living and making this life bigger and bigger and bigger that we have very little cognizance of the fact that our teacher told us we have to die. And we have to die while we're alive. We have to die before death. We have to somehow make the connection that all of these things that we do for the world, all of these things that we do in the world, all of these things that we have to accomplish in the world, all of the attempts that we make to grow in the world, are not the truth of our existence. The truth of our existence is to be able to die to the world and to come to know that which is other than illusion, that which is other than what we see, that which is beyond the senses. Now, how do we go about this? How do we go about acknowledging where we are in the world, how we are in the world, and that we have concluded that we need to turn away from this, that we need to go in a different direction? Well, Allah in his mercy has sent us examples Men who have made this journey and have ended up dead to the world, yet not dead to humanity, not dead to the suffering of others, not dead to the needs of others, but dead to their own needs, dead to their own desires, dead to their own grandiosity, but not dead to the needs of others, not dead to what other people need. So that's sort of a hint. When you die to yourself, you awaken to the rest of humanity. You awaken to what's needed by the rest of humanity. When you die to yourself, you can become someone who helps Allah in caring for the world. But when you're constantly within yourself and of yourself, you're not much use to anyone else because you're so centered on your growth, you're so centered on your needs that you can't integrate and interact with the needs of others. We knew someone whose life basically revolved around the needs of others. He sat and made himself available to the needs of of others in this world. His, his place was to somehow soothe, comfort, and provide solutions to other people's needs. Now, the truth and the essence of what he was doing was taking people to the place where he was. Because until you become like him, your needs will never end. Your needs will continue to grow and you will constantly need comforting. So until you become a comforter, you're going to need comforting. Until you get to the place where you give, you're going to need to get from other people the understanding that the place that we have to go is the place that he is, is at the core of what we need to learn. So what does it mean to die? It means to become a helpmate to the world. What does it mean to disappear? It means to begin to do the work that Allah does. And what is the work that Allah does? He is the creator and the sustainer. In other words, he keeps his creation going. And we can be assists in keeping that creation going, in soothing the creation, in calming the creation in helping the creation. Now, we've been provided in life a place to learn about this. And one of the places that we've been provided is marriage. Marriage is an institution where we are put in a position where we are responsible for another party, and another party is responsible for us. We do things together, we live our life together, and we become helpmates to each other. And in this growth of unity towards each other, and commitment to each other, and help to each other, we learn the truth of religion. Because this marriage situation has to expand to the entire world. Bawa was married to every one of us. Bawa took each of us on as his own child, as his own wife, as his own husband, as the one he had to care for. Now, what is the extent that we are able to give up worrying about ourselves, thinking about ourselves, talking about ourselves, being with ourselves, that we are able to transfer this into caring for others. Why do people join things like the Sisters of Mercy, the nuns who go out and help other people? They do it because they have this great commitment to understand God. And along the way, people have learned that through assisting those who can't help themselves, you can begin to go know God easier. Because in helping those who can't help themselves, you lose yourself. And what's dying before death? It's the losing of the self. It's the opposite of what this world advertises to you. We have to become small. Bowis said to us, he is the ant man, the smallest most discarded creature in creation. What did he mean by that? He meant that he didn't stand out to himself in creation. He wasn't big to himself in creation. He understood the relationship between the creator and the created. And he understood hak, reality and his place in reality. And his place in reality was to take the qualities that come from Hawk and spread them into the world through his being. So all of the things that make you big in the world, he had to give up. Because if he kept the things that make you big in the world, he couldn't spread Hak. He couldn't spread reality. He couldn't spread the things that exist within reality. So he became small. He became discarded. But it's in those discarded beings who have discarded themselves that we find the truth of existence and that we find the glory of our Creator. Because they are doing his work. And if we look at them closely, we can see the example of him within the world. And then, God willing, it will make us think. It will make us think about our own place in existence. Where we are, what we want to be, and how are we going to To get there. In Sufism, there is a breath meditation. And that breath meditation is La Ilaha illallah," And it is the exhaling of that which isn't God and the inhaling of that which is God. And it's done with Every breath. On the exhale, you exhale that which isn't God. And on the inhale, you inhale that God alone exists. Well, if we take the position that God alone exists, then we begin to understand that we do not exist. And when that understanding that we do not exist becomes clearer and clearer and clearer, Death before dying becomes easier and easier and easier. But as long as we hold on to the egocentric notion of who we are and the need to constantly make that bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, we are fighting hawk. We are fighting reality. Why are we fighting it? Because we're drifting away from it. We're taking on all of the qualities that are not reality. So we need to do, each of us, a meditation on what is reality and what is our place in reality and how do we touch reality. Do we touch reality by getting titles? Do we touch reality by becoming famous? Do we touch reality by having others praise us or do we touch reality by giving that up and praising Allah. Are we capable of turning from what the world has to give us to what God has to give us? It said God created us in His image. Yet we all know that God has no form. So what is God's image? God's image is His qualities. We say, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, In the name of God, the merciful and the compassionate. So God is mercy and God is compassion. And in his generosity and in his love for us, he has allowed us to be merciful and compassionate, just like him. So question, what is a greater treasure than To be like Allah. What in the world can come close to the treasure of being like Allah? What in the world can take us further than mercy and compassion? These are the things that we as beings need to contemplate. They say we came from dust and we return to dust. And that's true of the form, but we are not the form. We are a breath of Allah encapsulated in form. And we need to acknowledge what that breath of Allah inside of us is and how we can return to understanding that. And that is where reality lies. The qualities that our Allah is where reality lies. The giving towards others is where reality lies. The love of others is where reality lies. The sacrifice for others is where reality lies. Reality is not in our imagination of our own grandiosity reality lies in the understanding of the smallness of who we are and in that smallness is our glory because once we understand that smallness then we become integrated into Hak, and in Hak is the entire creation and that Hak is inside of us. And if we recognize that Hawk is inside of us, then we can become in touch with the entire creation and all that is within it. And our reach becomes much greater than the reach of that little person that we've been dressing and grooming and trying to raise up to rule the world, because that little person can never rule the world. Napoleon didn't rule the world. Hitler didn't rule the world. Alexander didn't rule the world. All of the ones who tried did not rule the world. But Bau Mohayyadine, sitting on his little bed in West Philadelphia, had contact with all of creation and was at the center of all of creation. I remember often, while I was sitting in front of him, it became apparent to me that I was in the center of the universe, and I didn't need to go anywhere else or be anywhere else, because I was already there. All things were there I could reach out into anywhere from there. And he did. And he showed us how he did. And we can. You know, we are told to go on pilgrimage. And I have gone on pilgrimage many times. But one of the interesting things about pilgrimage is that you bring yourself with you. And so when you're there at pilgrimage, it's still you. And unless something has altered in you, it's not a pilgrimage, it's a change of scenery. And what we need to do is to be on a constant pilgrimage, no matter where we are. On a constant journey towards hoc, towards the truth, no matter where we are. And be cognizant of the fact that it's not our location. People talk about their homeland. and People talk about their own country. Bawa said the only place that you can truly call your homeland is your mother's womb. And wherever she dropped you at the time is what you call your homeland, as opposed to understanding that it was the womb that was your homeland. And everybody has that same homeland. Everybody came from a womb. And in Arabic, Ra are the root letters of womb, which is Rahman and Rahim. So we all came from mercy and compassion, and now we have to integrate ourselves back in to mercy and compassion. So we take that journey back to the truth. And we need to calm down. <laughs> we need, we need to take it easy and understand that all the difficulty in the world is because we've allowed it to affect us. All the things that are hard for us in the world is because we consider them real. But once we bust the illusion of their reality, they no longer have effect on us. Once we bust the illusion of what they can do to us fear goes away once we understand that Allah is with us and is always with us and intends to stay with us all he's waiting for is for us to turn to him everything else changes and then it doesn't become so hard to die before death because we understand the glory that awaits us. And in that glory is where our true life begins. So may that be understood by each of us. May it be easy for each of us to go to that place. And as we travel, may we help others to travel to that place also. Ameen. Ameen. Ya Assalamu alaykum wa